Hi and welcome to another episode of One and Wisdom. I'm Thomas Lehuang and you're listening to the TL podcast where knowledge is shared and no one takes themselves too seriously. Girls and boys, girl and boys. Good afternoon. Sir we start already so no wine competition today so no scoring uh, which which is very good for uh, our friend camp because no Lucky, yeah, and uh mainly because uh, keys wines have had a, a bit of a dilemma uh jesse uh, uh actually is uh letting her dog go today and uh, she's part of the winemakers who who sponsored uh, the wines for us so we decided maybe out of respect to push it back two weeks so we'll all be drinking uh, Keys wines in two weeks. Anyway, just before we start, uh, I'm going to see whether you guys can really see this. But um, I thought I want to share with you something that we are going to do now each week is uh, to have that sip and score. It's bullshit. And, and allow uh, our audience to um, have a look at the progress of this scoreboard and, <laughs> so, and see how we're going so far on the um, from our our Jeff our Jeff has told us as of last week that uh, he thinks that Donald Trump is very very low in his uh, score and that uh, on equal power is Cam but since he's the president Donald Trump and Cam is a nobody Cam is really last and Donald Trump for the first time in his life is only second last this is my problem with Jeff, right? So he's got Donald Trump, the man who brokered peace in Afghanistan, and myself, the man who brought it to light below, a blithering idiot who can't stay awake for longer than five minutes and is dragging his country and, and has ruined Afghanistan down the toilet. Jeff, I don't know where you're getting your uh, information or your values from, mate, but it's highly questionable. Highly we questionable. We don't need to be uh, questioning Jeff. Uh, he's so far, he, he's actually... Uh, only wanted to give Joe Biden a seven out of ten. I think he's been very generous. Seven's a copy out. It's got to be a six or an eight. I don't know. I think personally, I, I would say that uh, if it is possible, maybe for him to revise it. I love the Don. I, I love the think, Don. I don't think that he'll revise uh, Cam anyway, and and I, <laughs> I think it, it's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I haven't got a score. I don't even have a score. <laughs> I don't think that we wanted to hurt your feeling. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just put him down the bottom scoreless. That'll help. <laughs> Whose idea was it? <laughs> oh, that TL. Who was it? Hey? Charlotte. That'd be Charlotte. For sure. No, no, no. That's me. That's me. You're not smart enough to come up with that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, no to, it was you. thanks to Monica. We, we managed to have it done just about uh, 20 minutes ago, and that's when she posted it. It looks fantastic, Monica. Love it. All right, even though we're not competing, what wines did you bring? Uh, I got uh, the old Scarborough, the obsessive Chardonnay. I, I think if you ever have the time, after they bring down the Berlin Wall, to go to the Hunter Valley <laughs> and try this wine, this house is just amazing. All right? Yeah, to East Germany, it's a cracking spot. <laughs> I actually... 
Just on that, because I know Scarborough a bit, I actually prefer the the normal Shardy Thomas over the obsessive range. A bit too oaky for me, a bit too... Oh, no, I love I love it oaky. I love it when it's with that nice seafood. Mm. No, I want butter, not wood. No, this one's got butter and wood. What about yours? What did you have? I have got from Tasmania. You see that? A Pinot Noir, no? Oh, go that way. Yeah. It's a Devil's Corner Resolution Shardy from Tasmania 2017. Yeah. We know about 2017. It was one of the best years for wine in recent memory. I don't know if that, I know that's true of the Hunter Valley in certain areas of South Australia, but I don't know if it's true of um, Tasmania. So we'll find out. And even though we weren't competing, I tripped over it and accidentally ran into a four on Vivino, just saying. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. What about you, Meg? What are you having today? I brought a tambourine. It's a sweet one. It's called Sweet Phoebe. Oh yeah. Of course. So yeah, just a white white for today. What sunny. year? What year? Where, where is it from? You love your cordial, don't you? <laughs> well, it's not. It's better than passion pop. <laughs> um, I actually don't know yet what year it's from. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. What about you, Chris? Must be good. I've got one straight out of the garage. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how Thomas calls off the competition, so no one went to any effort whatsoever except for me. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, mate. Scarborough, white label, that is big effort, all right? You had to walk to your bloody wine cellar. I've been to your house. I know where the Scarborough's kept. You'd went yeah, well, it's still a hey, big effort, okay? <laughs> anyway, it's a, it's a Spanish red. Uh, Saint Simon uh, from Castillo. <laughs> Can you pronounce that again, mate? Please. Yeah, read the freaking label. There you go. <laughs> oh, so what's uh, what's news? What's good this this week? What's good? What's good? Well, the real question. The yo, whole yo world... Rogan, the uh, your hero, uh, got COVID. He got COVID, and he uh, used, he used every banned um, pharmaceutical known to man that, that the whole world says doesn't work, and he was over it in three days. Um, that's news. A man who's not scared of COVID the moment he found out he got it, actually isolated himself from his family, his kid, his wife. Right? Hey, otherwise I'm not scared. He's not, he's not scared of it because he just got paid $100 million and he knows he can pay for any treatment he wants. That's all right. That's okay. I think the interesting thing is he's been talking about a lot about in America, ivermectin, and they've actually banned it as being used or trying to ban it because it's not a, you can buy it for $2 over the counter. Um, it's a lot cheaper than a vaccine, but it's been shown clinically to actually work. And there's a big fight over there at the moment about um, why the government's stopping people using it and why they're stopping doctors prescribing it. So that was interesting. Guy with his following to come out and saying that's what he filled himself up with, along with a lot of other stuff, um, was strong. I think the whole world really wants to know whether I got dinner last week after last week's episode. Um, the whole world couldn't give a shit, really, personally. I can, I I can, can say whatever you like now, but I, I, I can happily report that after an initial uh, protest from my lovely wife, she realised what her job was and got back in the kitchen and cooked me up a nice <laughs> food. Uh, um, You're a brave man, Wilson. You're a brave man. No, he's not brave. Brave <laughs> is someone who knows what they're doing. <laughs> I mean, he's stupid. He's stupid. Listen, mate, are you going to learn, bro? She will never forget, and that will come out in 50 years. You're an idiot. Actually, actually, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the last 50 years around her. No, but it's come out. 
I, I congratulate her. She remembered what she wow. was meant to be doing. Well, well done. Pass, pass. Listen, I'm not going to be witness to the death of my main <laughs> relationship, right? Let's get on to some different subject. Now, <laughs> freaking different subject. All right. Uh, today, 488 <laughs> cases and seven deaths. What about at work? How, how are, are people going at work? Um, well, it's like, the longer it Let me rephrase it. Week in, week out, our employees who are waiting for things to uh, ease, and they're going to work week after week. And week after week, for them, it's the same thing. It's actually maybe harder for the moment, even than last week, because they're restricting a lot of things. But the they see the case going up. I mean, what are they thinking? At, at least if they could see the case going down, they can see the end of the light at the end of the tunnel. One of the things that's really, yeah. One of the things that I think. So as far as work's going, you can see that the longer this goes on, the more people are being affected. Right? That's probably a very general way of putting the overall mood. I don't know if you guys are seeing the same thing. Yeah. But one thing that is not helping is all the dangling of the carrots, right? If we get to this point, then maybe you'll get this and maybe you'll get this. And I sort of I said to someone a few days ago, I just wish they'd come out and tell everyone was stuffed until Christmas because that's pretty much what it's going to be. Um, and if they said that, people would stop getting their hopes up and stop getting let down every week when these things keep getting extended. We could give our staff some actual clarity because as much as we try when we tell we say one thing and the news says something completely different, you know, you can't blame the staff. Everyone's only human for trying to work out what the hell is going on. Um, and then I, I had that conversation with someone and then I was watching Sky News and someone actually did the figures which says we won't be double-dosed until... We won't be at eighty percent double dose until halfway through November. Um, so hold on, hold on. We, 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 we're talking the news. If yeah, no, mate, no, people saying, are going to know about the news, mate, I'm talking about our staff. Come on, yeah. man. Come on, Sam. Talk about our staff. How they going? Our, our, our staff actually. Your office, they they going they going fine. I think over, I think overall results wise, they're absolutely going fantastically. Like. Um, we've just had two record months in a row and both of those we've spent in lockdown. So um, results wise and busyness wise, um, you know, the, the level of inquiry for us is still really, really good. Um, the level of, I mean, we've got people coming up left, like wanting to come up left, right and center from Sydney, still purchasing property and, and even coming from other areas. So in terms of that, it's fine. Um, probably similar to what Cam said, just people are just over it. Like they're really just over being on Zoom, being on front of screens, working from home, you know, a couple of them that are still in the office are just feeling the pinch of the fact that they're there, but it's not the normal vibe. Um, and it's, and we were only, um, I was chatting with a friend today and I said, and we laughed about it that when we first went into lockdown, we sort of thought, oh God, it's a bit, bit of overkill really. Like why are we going into lockdown? The numbers aren't that bad, you know, two weeks, maybe a little bit longer and it'll all be good. And even like getting towards the end of July, people were saying, oh, it's going to be August, it's going to be October, it's whatever. And, I, and even at the time, I thought, that's like such a weird thing to say. Like, I don't see that we're going to be in, in it for that long. Um, but, you know, here we are in the start of September and we still are. So I think, you know, to answer your question, considering I think they're doing pretty well, but, you know, everyone's just fighting daily battles, I think, with how they're feeling, what their emotions 
border. No, 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 no. Not, not everyone's fighting it. Cam, I, I believe that you've given your staff a uh, cheese platter today. Apparently, uh, young Keynes, thank you to death, gave you big hugs. It, it was as if it was Christmas came through. He was he showed full gratitude. Is it correct? Yeah, that did, the young kid. He got it on him. He was very happy to see us. He doesn't drink wine, but he's going to learn today. I think he's out there. Hope you're having a sip now, Kano. Well done. So, so you, get, you delivered every one of our staff like the uh, a cheese platter and bottle of wine? Yeah, we did um, We did our staff today so they could watch the podcast with us. We actually did the same thing with my other businesses during the week. We got all the ladies a, a nice platter and a bottle of wine and... You know, one in one, one of them rang. They all rang, and obviously were full of gratitude. But one rang me in tears, which just sort of showed um, how much the small things at the moment that we probably don't pay enough attention to are affecting people. Just those small yeah. minutes of a bit of love and a bit of affection, a bit of connection. But, um, do, do you find that? I mean, I've done it now with with my uh, with head office and giving them a fruit basket. Um, and, and uh, we've done the cheese. Do you find uh, a difference in the way that people behave? Like some would really thank you and, and some it's like, uh, you're the boss, it's, it's okay, you gave, give it to me, it's a normal thing. It's a, it, I, I, because I've sensed that too, you know? Yeah, there was a percentage, there was, there was oh, you know, of the, there was a percentage, a lot of extreme gratitude and a lot of, or not a lot of, a smaller percentage of, a bit of entitlement and a sort of a year whatever approach, which, yeah, that's that's comes with the territory, I guess. And that's a, that's a, probably if you were to do the same thing across all of society, it'd probably be the same percentage. You'd have you'd have eighty percent that were extremely grateful. You'd have you know ten percent that say, "Well, say so you bloody should," and ten percent that are probably in the middle, which which don't really care. Um, yeah. And, and so with this this kind of uh, lockdown, do you find that it's actually uh, been magnified or do you think it's, it's actually as normal as it was before? Oh, I mean, I've, I've had employees, I can't I'll tell you, who've been around me six, seven years, never had even one drink. And we, every single time we've gone out of, uh, in the six years, right? And I'm not doing that for the drinks. But it tells me about the mentality of the person. It tells me about the level of care probably with clients. And, and these are the things that really, uh, I think that through lockdown, and, and we just read a part of that book, through adversity, through chaos, uh, which, which is what we read last week, uh, it actually reveals a person, you know? Uh, adversity reveals a person. You, you behave, you, the way you behave in your worst circumstances show me exactly the way you will behave in the best of circumstances. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I think as I was getting to at the start, the longer this goes on, the more and more of that we're going to see, which is why I wasn't trying to get into the news, but I wish everyone could be given a little bit more certainty, you know. And But the point was that on, on that night when they did read the numbers out and said mid-November, I didn't actually feel any better. The fact that someone had finally come out and said it, my first thought was, shit, i got another eight weeks of homeschool, man. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, <laughs> what about uh, what about the news of uh, Joe Biden and his uh, extraordinary uh, success? It was a great success, and I'm really happy for him. He he, he saved his uh, he saved four people in Afghanistan, and I think he should be commended for it, and definitely voted back in because um, yeah, what a great, great job! News. What a yeah. great job! Dickhead. Fantastic. Um, I don't know. I I, I don't know. Uh, 
I think that Jeff gave him seven points. I'm I'm really gonna have to ask Jeff to rethink it. Uh, Jeff needs to drink less. But Jeff is our stick, so whatever he decides is exactly what we will follow. So we'll see. All right. What do you think, T.O.? Because you were, I'm not picking a fight, but you were very very high on Joe Biden a little yeah. while ago. So what are you? What are your thoughts? Uh, I, I think I think that um, when you compared him to uh, Donald Trump, he had to be higher. So I, I think this is a thing. But now that Donald Trump is out of the picture, you compare the man really for who he is. And so what it shows is that a lot of people like me, we make the mistakes of sometimes uh, engaging someone because we compare them to somebody else. But then when the, the bar is lifted or, or now they have to be compared to a different background, well, maybe the, the, we, we're seeing something different. And so I back. thought that was, that was very, very good uh, lesson for me, is that the way that I see someone quite often is because I put them in the background of somebody else. So he, was, he was being compared to Donald, whereas now he's just being compared to what's right and what's wrong. Yeah. And yeah. he's, fall he's falling on the wrong side of that. Would we agree? Uh, well, I, I don't think he's falling on the wrong side. I think that he's doing now what politicians do, which is uh, recover and try and, and make up for every kind of stories. It's, it's a little bit like, you know, I, anyway, uh, we, we can talk a little bit more about all this. But right now I've got Louise on the line. Hi, Louise. How are you doing? Hello, Louise. Hi, can you hear me? Yes. Can everyone hear Louise? Hello. Hi, everyone. How is everyone going? Hi. Yeah, awesome. good. Yeah, awesome. I'm in the beautiful Port Macquarie sunshine today. It's amazing. Spring's turned it on. <laughs> oh, God. Louise, I, the reason I, I think that um, you're an interesting person to talk to is your young mother who, yeah. who has to run two businesses. Yes. And, and who still have to deal with homeschooling. Uh, yep. So how do you survive all of this? And then on top of that, you, yeah, your partner is almost like another child. <laughs> so, sorry, sorry, I didn't mean it. But so, no, that's okay. So how, I, I, how do you deal with that? Um, look, Thomas. Look, I'm going to be honest. It's not easy at the moment. Um, homeschooling this time round, for some reason, seems to be. I don't know whether it seems slightly harder or whether I'm just busier. Um, but it is a juggle. Um, you know, because as you said, two businesses and then, you know, um, the school teacher hat is what gets me as well. Like, you know, I've got to make sure that my son, thank God I've only got one child left at school. Mind you, my daughter's home um, doing uni at the moment as well. So it's a bit chaos. Um, so, yeah, just making sure that he's keeping up with his schoolwork on top of me worrying about making sure the business is doing what it needs to do and people are meeting the needs of the people within the business and outside of the business, I suppose. It is it is a juggle, but I guess, you know, that's where you rely on the strength of your team and your network and your community, I suppose, and, you know, checking in. And technology, technology is great. That allows, um, you know, for me to be, like I was Zooming my son from work before, making sure that he's okay and done this assessment and done this and you know you just you just do it do 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 you catch yourself now regretting that you should have been better at maths at uh, back in the days or, or what every day <laughs> every day <laughs> what you is jerem in lou um jerem's in year nine now so it, you know year nine maths is out of this world for me 
Um, so yeah, I thank God I've got two other children who are um, a lot more intelligent than me when it comes to schoolwork. And see, times are so different, Thomas. Like when I was at school, it was pen and paper. You know, calculators didn't. You know, they weren't even allowed most of the time. It was pretty much use your brain and pen and paper. And where now it's um, you know, upload this to this programming and, you know, Jaren was creating a whole comic book the other day on some program and, you know, having to put the, the captions in and create the characters and design their clothing and I'm thinking, my Lord, what is this? You know, whereas it's just such a different... School today is just so different to when I went to school and, oh, you know, wow. that's where I sort of think, wow, you know, how times have changed but thank God, you know... Um, you know, technology allows for for them to be communicating, uh, sorry, communicating with their teachers a lot and yeah. via via email and text message and you know it's amazing. Like the, I, I find that they've got a lot more lines of communication through to their teachers this way, whereas they probably wouldn't have if COVID didn't happen. Right, right, right. Uh, do do you find? I mean, they they say that the uh, domestic violence, especially with in regards to children, has mm. uh, dramatically improved increased. Uh, mm. Do you find a little bit of that kind of uh, tension in the house? Uh, not in my house, um, but I can hot. say. <laughs> not with I can Steve. Say, pardon? Not with not Steve, Steve around, no. <laughs> oh, no, no. But you know what I can say, though, is you can actually. We're usually a pretty easygoing, uh, fun loving family, but just everybody being in the one place at once. Um, you can feel the tension and you can see, I can easily see how some families who perhaps don't live that easygoing sort of more casual lifestyle who are very sort of intense, how domestic violence, you know, and mental health can really creep in um, very quickly and unexpectedly in some circumstances, you know, like it's really um, some of the things that we're seeing and hearing is not so nice, to be honest. Yeah, but but I can't blame the kids, you know. Like the last no. two years, they've lost contact with their mates. Mm -hmm. And in in many cases, with even sports kids, they, mm. they haven't been able to uh, exercise and, 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 and yep. train with uh, uh, on their gift and talents. It's like Absolutely. my daughters have had no one in almost in the last two years, almost, in, in terms yep. of who to play against in tennis. So how the yeah. hell do they how do they train for that next level when there's no more mm. training? Well, this is it. Like my, my boys have played football, you know, pretty much every year and not being able to the last two years because of COVID, you know, exactly that, keeping up to the level that they need to keep up to, you know, compete every year and, you know, not just physically but mentally, um, you know, and I'm constantly making sure that Jerem is, you know, if I'm not, if I have a day like today where I, I left this morning, you know, at seven o'clock and I haven't been back yet, where usually I'd be back, you know, a few times during the day, I'm constantly making sure that he's not just doing his, quickly whipping through his two hours or one hour of work in the morning and then sitting on his laptop as most 14-year-olds would do, you know, and making sure that he's going out and walking the dogs down the street and doing things that keep him out because it's almost like, you know, I, I thought about it the other day, that, that kid pretty much hasn't left the house for probably 10 days now, which is really not healthy, but it's also not allowed in these times um you know and it's just uh, it's just it, it's hard because you know i i feel a little bit guilty when work takes up so much of my time and it has to and i know i've got to be there for for the 11 people that are under me um then i've got you know the balance of trying to make sure that i'm being there for him 
Um, but yeah, it is. It's it is a difficult balance. There's no question. Yeah. Well, what do you say to uh, these the, the mothers who are saying, you know, well, I, I think it's uh, it's very selfish of you to uh, be at work all day long and, and leave at seven in the morning when mm. your kids are at home and probably need your attention and and your presence. Mm. Yeah, and look, it's almost like, you know, when you start working after having children, like I had that same battle when I, I, I went to work full-time after having kids and I struggled and you know that I've had numerous conversations, teary ones at that, with you on the phone with that guilt and it's almost like it's back to that time to some extent. But, you know, at the end of the day, I've got to look at it at the bigger picture and, you know, my kids always know that I'm there for them, whether it's phone whether it's, in, you know, they know I'm just a phone call away whenever they need me. But I've, the bigger picture is is that uh, the people that uh, work with me um, in the business need me also. Um, and I make sure that when I do get home, I apply a lot of time and energy into making sure, you know, if I wasn't there much during the day that I can make up for it in the afternoon. Yeah. But, you know, as for the self, yeah, people might think I'm selfish, but... You know, what's more selfish if I suddenly didn't do what I needed to do within the business and 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 let all those 11 people down, you know? I don't feel as like I'm letting my son down by not being there as much this time as I was last year. Last year I was home for four months, you know, four months straight. Yeah. Um, whereas this year, I think it's different for everybody this year. Yeah. Uh, listen, I don't think that you're being selfish. I think that you're being just Wonder Woman uh, to be able to do all of that. And you're not going out. It's not like you're going out there to have fun. You're going out there to make sure yeah. that you build something to enjoy with them. So I, I think that yeah. it's it's an amazing thing that you've done. I, I really thank you for that. Just one last question before I let you go. How about the other kid? How do you deal with him? I mean, uh, Steve, how the hell do you put up with him all day? <laughs> Thankfully, thankfully, he's so busy at the moment in the construction industry that I hardly see that kid. I, um, <laughs> as long as the, when the sun comes up until the sun goes down, he's he's busy on his machine, so I hardly see him. So that's kind of that's kind of good. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's nice. Oh well, yeah. listen. Um, I hope that things are going to be fine, and yeah. I thank you so much for your your call. Okay. No problem. Thanks for, thanks for catching up, guys. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Lou. Bye. Bye. I just, I just realised how lucky I am that I'm trying to teach um, year four and kindergarten at school. Because imagine trying to do high school. So today I learned about um, compound sentences and the difference between a capital P and a lowercase p, and I could handle that. <laughs> on your level. All I know how to do on a calculator is spell booby. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's all we used to do <laughs> the struggle is the struggle is real though it is mate. Yeah, but you can any questions i go mate you got your teachers there email your teacher they'll answer the bloody question i like think and i think shout out to lou and to all the mums i think the, the mums definitely probably take it harder and um put to uh, more pressure on themselves than us neanderthal men do Sometimes in relation to that, but we've all got to remember that we're not school teachers. Well, listen, you know, uh, the, the world is changing. I think people are doing th certain things to uh, improve the kids. Like uh, in China, apparently now uh, they, they're banning online uh, video games for uh, kids during the week. So that's an improvement. No more online video games. So I'm sure that Chairman Dan is going to uh, apply that in Victoria. 
Has he run it past a comrade in Queensland, mate? That should be oh, I, I almost can guarantee you a lot of PS5 and Xbox being sold for very, very cheap in Victoria, in New South Wales. <laughs> Once you buy, it's it's about now. I saw a meme the other day that said the coronavirus is a long, lasted longer than any other thing made in China ever. Uh, that was, yeah. that was I saw that one, actually. <laughs> Oh uh, God! Anyway, uh, I, I just don't know. Uh, what what what's what's your what's your thoughts about these things with the kids? Because I don't. I think that week in week out, we keep on talking about a lot of things. Week in week out, you you hear uh, the, the news. You're talking about everything, but we seem to have forgotten about these kids. Where they're going to grow? The legacy we we leaving to them. The debts we leaving in in their hands. And yet, right now, they're sitting. Uh, probably with parents who are telling them what to do, with parents who are getting frustrated, maybe losing their job or their business going bad and creating more and more anger and resentment in them and nothing else but a build-up that's going to have to explode one of these days. I think kids like respond so well to routine and at the moment a lot of them, there is a routine but it's different to what they're used to. So their normal five-day-a-week routine, um, yes, they're still doing certain like schoolwork and stuff five days a week but it's not their normal six hours that they'd be there. It might be two or three at best for some of them. I know for some of the older teenage kids, they're a bit more involved, but I know for like the ones that are younger, they're sort of saying it's a couple of hours at best. And then the rest of the day they're doing, you know, whatever they're doing. And I think that potentially will be, it will be something will be interesting to see how it pans out, but it will also be, I think a difficult challenge to get them back into that routine because they're so used to, you know, maybe sleeping in a bit later than what they were getting up, chilling in their jammies. Like it's a, it's a totally different routine to what they used to. And I just think once that comes back to the the norm, whenever that is, um, I think there'll be a lot more challenges then too, trying to get them back into it. I don't think anyone's considered the ramifications of any of it, but especially with the kids. I mean, we're talking about we're talking about we're talking about two years out of their development, and I know initially we were on here. You guys were saying, you know, it doesn't matter because they're at home and they can learn at home and this and that, mate. You can only go so far before the the natural. We're finding it as adults that we're struggling without being able to fulfil our natural instincts for socialisation and being around. What about these kids who are losing two years and now, and they've been put at the behest of politics essentially the the comrade up in queensland today said they're not going to open the borders until every child's vaccinated so now we're using children as a political ploy we've completely lost the plot and the the yeah. biggest i fear for i fear for everyone really because i think everyone's struggling but the people who don't know they're struggling is the thing the kids don't know they're struggling yeah and the kids don't know they're missing out on two years but right now, mate, you, 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 you're lucky. You've got two young kids. You tell them what to do. You put them to bed at 7 o'clock and there's no problem. I'm, I'm more interested in, in Chris, mate. You, you've got two kids now who are at the age of needing that social connection. This is, when, this is a time when they are discovering the world, if you will. This is a time of boyfriend and girlfriends. And these two years, they're in total lockdown. I mean, how do you deal with that? Yeah. For, for me, for us, it's been, uh, we've been very mindful that every, not everything's a no. I mean, if they want to do something, we try and work it in with the limitations. And if, uh, uh, we've also been a little bit easier on uh, their social interaction online. Um, 
and Sebastian jumped on with his mates uh, gaming and so forth. After school work's done and only for a limited period of time, Isabella's uh, on, um, I think it's Instagram and stuff, and then she's on a few chats with her friends and so forth. So we allow that a lot more than we did so they can still have that interaction. I, I think we've, uh, we're all very fortunate in what we're going through because we, we neglect to think about a lot of the families out there that, that can't even afford the internet or don't even have a computer or share one computer amongst the whole family. Mm. And then their kids are, are really going to be suffering, not only in the social aspect, but obviously with school as well. Um, I'm very wary with, about that, but with our kids, about not creating kids that have got anxiety about worrying about having to wear your mask all the time, you know. You're only one of us to the shops, you know. We all can't go in the car or something, rather, rather. We, we've all got to be careful that we don't create a, an anxious society coming out of this. Mm. Um, and we need to be the role models to our children for that and, and sort of, you know, really reflect on how we're responding to news articles, and, you know, um, yeah, you're so right it's about telling them what, talking more about what can be done rather than what can't be done is important yeah. for the kids. It's like um, there's a basketball hoop put at the end of our street. One of our neighbours obviously had it in their backyard. So they've brought it out, put it, because I live in a cul-de-sac, they've brought it out and Sebastian's gone, oh, I wish I had a basketball. So I jumped online, big W award in a basketball, and he's just walked out now to throw the hoop around for a while, the, the ball around for a while. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, wrong terminology. I'm built for sport, mate. As you can Hard see. Hard to see why. Um, <laughs> Hard to see why he didn't have a basketball, mate. <laughs> no, he had. He, he had like 23 footballs. He kept looking in the hoop hole. <laughs> He's in the hoop hole. I don't think, um, think any of us here take for granted that we're in a very, very fortunate position. We're for us. We're employed for one. We have businesses that are still working for two. Our kids are safe for three. But I think that's more important for us, people like us in our position, to talk about the plight of the others and try and try and affect an awareness because people aren't realising how much trouble some people might be in. And I, do, I just don't know. I don't... What about don't these kids to... that don't even live in a household that speak English? And they're going for the last next two years or the, these two years with limited um, broadening of their vocabulary. It's it's crazy. They're going to come out in the same position, I think, in their education as when lockdown started. We're going to have a lot of kids repeating and a lot of a lot of schools sort of struggling with that sort of concept. Um, the, the NAPLAN scores in the next uh, 10 years aren't going to be brilliant. I think, <laughs> I think the schools will have to come up with ways, though, that kind of that change that like then surely they're not going to be expecting you know the year four kids that are in year four this year to be at the normal year five level next year because it's just not going to be the same case what about those schools what about those schools where some of the kids have access and have parents that can help and so forth and the other half of the kids don't have that and when they come back to school half their friends have moved on and the other half have to repeat the year mm. Listen, mate, we, 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 are, we are all, Wine and Wisdom is about myth buster, right? So we, we just want to warn people that uh, the, the thing that I'm about to show you next, it's a myth. It's not real. So don't worry I'm, too I'm much. I'm a bit tired of hearing people saying, <laughs> I don't know how to do my job properly. And I think that's really mean. I remember being criticised. Just remind everybody how criticised I was. That's not acceptable. I hope everybody likes staying at home because we are going to go into lockdown forever. Nobody from New South Wales is 
we will have two million police officers standing at the corner of every street to monitor every single citizen. We're really watching very closely. I hope this really will be devastating. We don't like to be heavy-handed, but what we need to say today now is that if you leave home, we will give you a death sentence. Please know that you will be shot in the face, and I hope it's painful. You are required to obey what we say, when we say it, and if you don't, you can prepare to die. I've said from the outset, I don't care about your life and the life of those around you. I don't really give a shit. Um, the government is now about to announce what we call the final solution. We are inspired by history and realise we can very easily permanently get rid of anybody thinking illegal thoughts. We aim to have absolutely zero freedom. Follow the rules or else you'll never be seen again. If you think you can live freely under our very strict and harsh regime, I have news for you. If you even consider breaking the rules, I will personally stab you in the head and rip your guts out. We have 24 hours surveillance of every single person in the community. We want to cause anguish, hurt and suffering to as many citizens as possible. Every day at 11 o'clock, every citizen in this state must listen to me. This is the fourth right and I will make sure that I never ever, ever give up power till the day I die. So I just, we just want to warn everyone, it, that is a myth. We just want maybe, to warn it's a myth, right? Maybe, maybe. It's not real. It's maybe. not real, okay? She's a much nicer person than you think. <laughs> she Honestly, that, that's gone viral. That is so good. You just reminded me of something, right? I came up with this brilliant idea today, which is going to fully put the tinfoil hat on my head. But you've got... Uh, Emperor McGowan, they've named him, and Comrade Palaszczuk up in Queensland refusing even after 80% vaccinations to open the borders because they're going zero COVID and fuck whatever the government has said. And clearly they're only doing it because there's a federal election coming up next year and they're trying to get ScoMo booted. So my idea, which I shared with my wife this morning, was guarantee you there's a spy or someone with COVID being sent into Queensland and WA to give them the virus so they can see how they deal with it and, and watch the people turn. I bet you it's happened. I bet you they've sent someone in there trying to get these states with bigger numbers. There's a crap that's going on. Palaszczuk shared today, she's told the people on Twitter that the uh, Doherty report, which is what they're all basing everything on, has said that at the peak of the virus and with 70% vaccinations, 2,640 people will be dying a month. The report actually says 1,300 people will be dying a month. 1,300 people will be dying a month. So she's actually just resorted to blatantly lying to scare her people into letting her keep the borders shut so she can stay in power. It's absolutely disgusting. Um, so I reckon, yeah, send someone over the border with COVID and see what happens. Thoughts? Feelings? Nothing? No good? Yeah, yeah you know what? Um, you don't reckon they're doing it? it to, I just don't understand how Queensland can allow all these football teams and sport teams and movie yeah. stars come in and blah 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 blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, blah. No, so this premier this stop their own and stop their own citizens, their own residents from moving back into their home that wanted to isolate for two weeks because they've been in New South Wales or Victoria. So the same week, the same week she let a hundred girlfriends and wives of NRL players fly into Queensland. A lady had a miscarriage on her friend's um lounge room floor because she had sold a house, was moving to um, the Sunshine Coast, but couldn't cross the border, um, had nowhere to live, was homeless, had no furniture, no car, was staying with a friend's house, and that's where she's 
lost a kid while a hundred wives and girlfriends of NRL that's, players. That's what I can't understand. I mean, stab them in the face. Stab <laughs> them in the face. But what I want to know is how. Superior police on every corner. What's going on in Queensland and, and Western Australia where they're standing for this? Like, where are the people in all of this? No, 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 no. We are about to enter an election year. Yeah, I know. That's why. Which then is who's running it? A Labour or Liberal? Liberal. Queensland? No, but there's a there's a federal election coming, not no, a state no. election. In right? Queensland, it's Labour. Yes. <laughs> who's in Western Australia? Labour. Come on. Come on. All right? But. Even Chairman Dan. It's just a, it's just a game. It's just a game. But that's well, how disgusting. Because they're letting all the football players in. No, but that's a, so she can go to Tokyo. She can let the state of origins happen. WA is going to have the AFL grand final. This is where people are ridiculous. I hope we reach Queensland and WA because unfortunately in those states, the premiers have a very high approval rating, which is just fucking ludicrous. Because the only reason, and none of them own a tourism business, obviously, because they're all being made, they're, they're all gone. How is tourism going to recover from this? There is no tourism at the moment. What are the Very people doing? What are the people doing? Because even Gladys now has had to soften her tones because there's more and more protests popping up. More and more people are slowly starting to speak up. So even Gladys has had to go, even though she wants to shoot us all in the face and hopes it hurts. Myth. It's a myth. Right? <laughs> Even the Fourth Reich has had to soften her stance. Right? You know what I heard today? Good news, people. I heard her on the radio today. She said, you know, previously we didn't even allow them more than an hour's exercise. But good news today, we're going to allow them to exercise for longer than an hour. And she was doing it as if it was an actual win. They've bashed people that hard that being allowed to access exercise for longer than an hour is now being considered a win. She's wrong with me. What's the go there? Didn't, didn't, <laughs> didn't she also say that they were going to um, look to open back up the border, like the international borders? Christmas, yeah. By Christmas. Before Christmas. like well, You can't like do that because New Zealand's now got the South African strain, which is immune to all the vaccines. C2 1.2. We're all going to hell in Gladys's handbag. That's the problem. <laughs> but, like, I think she's come to terms with the fact that we're going to live with the virus at some point, whereas there's lots of other premiers that are sitting there going, we're going to stay at zero, which... Oh, yeah, I can tell how we're going to live with it. What they've said is at 70% now they're investigating in some areas, and I've heard the Central Coast is one of those areas, they're going to allow hospitality venues to potentially open back up as long as all the staff are vaccinated and as long as all the patrons are vaccinated. Well, seeing only 30% of the whole population is double vaccinated, there's going to be a lot of 96-year-olds drinking in pubs and nobody else because they're the only ones that are double vaccinated at the moment. So the no, no, they, gave, they, gave stats, they did give stats on the different age groups. Oh, as to like who had their first vax, who had their second. I didn't see all of it, but I saw a part of it. So they gave stats on that. But pretty sure you and me aren't allowed back on the tiles yet, Megzy. <laughs> well, Don't worry, when we are, it's it on. might not be an issue. It might be a good thing. <laughs> no, I think I think if things have gone wrong. Maybe our politicians should really have their pay connected to what they're doing. You know, the whole the, the whole business world is based on performance. 
right? You, the more, the better you perform, the, the, the more you earn. And politicians, they don't care. They actually have a pay rise whether they're going to destroy this country. And, and I'm not they're going to destroy the country. But I'm just thinking, in, in, in these days, I am so happy I'm, I don't own a gym. I don't own a, a, a restaurant. Yes, you know, like if I have a restaurant that can do a bit of takeaway, serious, I'm, I'm still making money. But how do you get a restaurant like Lumi, who one of the top restaurants, but you have to be there to experience the, 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 the 20 odd people they have in their kitchen to cook for you. How the hell do you do that? How do they pack food in the box and send it to you? How do you have that experience? Yeah, I got lunch today from a quite a popular cafe down in West Gosford normally in normal and they've had to resort to selling um, basic food supplies like flour and sugar and cereal and stuff just to try and keep income coming in. Problem is like well done for thinking outside the box. They've got to charge double or triple what you can get it from a supermarket for just for it to make sense. So there's absolutely no chance. And it makes up a huge percentage of the population. Huge percentage of the population. And T.O., you're 100% right. The only way we actually get people doing right by the people is if every decision made, the people making the decision suffer the same consequences of that decision as the people they're making it for. And I think the same, the same should be true in business. Right? If you're going to be laying staff off because you can't afford to keep the doors open, you better be sure as hell taking a pay cut yourself. I believe that of owners in business and leaders and all that sort of stuff as well. You'd, and the politicians in all of this are the only people who haven't taken a pay cut. The only ones. I'm glad Harvey Norman just paid back $6 million of the $46 billion they made during the last lockdown. Yeah, that was good. I was no, I think, I think that's wrong. It, it, they didn't have to pay back. If they, got the, if they had done it legally and done it right, why do they have to repay it? It doesn't really matter. It's, but what I'm worried more about, it's not that issue. I, I think that that's tall poppy syndrome talk that we're having right now, okay? Like, because they made zillions. It, hey, they made zillions, it's fine. It's up to them if they want to do it. And I think that Jerry Harvey wanting to do it, perfect. All right? but, it's not, no, it's not a friend of mine. I think I'm looking at the action. Really? Do you think any of these... A uh, politician would have stepped up and said, hey, listen, we're actually giving back a portion of our money. No chance. Because we, we, our decisions won't. Come on, man. So so let's, let's, let's be real here. What I'm trying to really talk about is now we, we have people who uh, in this second lockdown are now on a, a wage subsidy. And... I speak to some of these business owners and because they've got their staff on business subsidy, they actually don't even, they don't even feel like they can talk to their staff. They can't even ask them to work. You know, this, this is where we're starting to have anomalies. It's when we have businesses being broken from inside because the government's saying, Do you know what, stay home, we give you handouts. There's staff that are asking their leaders, listen, put me on that 20 hours so that I can have that uh, 20 hour and you can have that subsidy. But what they're really asking the, the business owners is so that I can have the other 18 hours to myself to do stuff all and I'm still paid for it. I think that's also wrong. So, you know, you know we just read that chapter today. If, if everyone really gave their best, we probably wouldn't be here. So we can't just blame one, one set. 
But I think that for a moment, one of the biggest mistakes that politicians are making is that they are making the same rules for lockdown two that they made for lockdown one. Lockdown one, yes, we didn't know what we were confronting. A lockdown was the right thing to do, then get it. Okay, no problem, even though I didn't think it was the right thing to do. But then we now have lockdown two, they're doing it with seven people dying out of 1,300 a day. Are you serious? We're wrecking the whole country because we're now looking at this and going at a rate that is low in the flu. Now that is a problem. And the other problem is in lockdown one, they used every other country as an example, did they not? They said we didn't want to be the next Italy. We didn't want to you know, pick a country. And now they're ignoring that every other country is opening at 50% vaccination rate, 60% vaccination rate, hasn't been able to get to 80% vaccination rate. So, so when it suited them, we're compared to the rest of the world. And now it doesn't suit them. We're not compared to anyone else in the world at all. And the more we've got to highlight these hypocrisies, guys, because we also read in that chapter that until people speak up, we're a lapdog and we're a slave and people need to be able to voice their opinion on it. We have our mate, the, our, our mate, Jeff online, our Stig, our Jeff, our Stig is online. How are you doing, Jeff? Oh, very well, team, very well. <laughs> You're dead to me. Dead. How can I be below the Don? Well, can, I, can I just, look, I've seen the scoreboard <laughs> and, I, and I've, I reflected on it. I just reflect on it. Yes. For, for probably two seconds. <laughs> but, but, I, I've been listening to Cam talk and, I, you know, I, I realise there is a nice side to him. And even, Thomas, you've even indicated that as well. That too, <laughs> I lie, Jeff, I lie. Bad. Yeah. And he's, he's usually sleeping. He talked about his family today and I'm sure they all love him. Actually, that's another lie. That's debatable. <laughs> <laughs> he pays them to. But, nah. but, but then again, he started talking about, you know, the, the lovely hamper baskets, you know. And you talked about the love and the you know, the affection and the, you know, the connection. He started to blush. I felt warm. I really felt warm and fuzzy. You better take it as a positive because the Jeff is not to be that nice. His, his job is to rage you because he can see through the core of you like nobody else. So whatever the Jeff scores you, we know it's real. All I'm hearing yeah. is words, Jeff. I need action on that scoreboard, mate, before I believe that you finally come around. All, right? All I'm hearing is words. I just thought to myself, I just thought to myself, you know, somebody posted a nice comment, you know, he should be an actor or a lawyer. I was thinking, he he doesn't like the Labour in Queensland. He doesn't like Gladys. There's a new guy in town, you know, part of Clive Palmer's group. Craig, Craig, Craig Matthews, I think his name is. He's all about anti-lockdown. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I think you ought to get into that politics. It's funny that you mentioned this, Jeff, because I was telling the guys off air earlier that I am actually starting my own political party. I told Thomas that I wouldn't be around to help as much with the business as previous. It's uh, Cam's United National Treasures, and uh, I'll be um, fourth on the ballot. You can all vote for me. On a serious note, Jeff, how, how, uh, how is uh, the state of COVID so far? 
Well, um, look, you know, I, what Gladys says is correct. We're going to have a really tough... Who wants to shoot us? She's a fourth right. Yes, they've gone mad. They've gone mad. Stab us in the face. They've lost it. She's going to stab us all. But you just said she was right. Well, I mean, this October. <laughs> but you know, it's it's it's. Oh, look, I got to tell, I got to say another funny thing. Um, I actually did hear this on the news that a truck driver went to the Gold Coast. Yeah. So Cam's prediction's right. Spies everywhere. We have yeah. a, a spy across there who's got COVID. Thank you. Listen, those yeah. two states, I reckon, Jeff, those two states, uh, Western Australia and Queensland, their numbers are going to go the exactly the same way our numbers are going, right? Of they, course. There's no of way course. they're going to be at zero, okay? And if they're zero, they're doing the Chinese thing. They shoot the, the bastard and then they, die, they, they die from the bullet before they die from COVID, all right? I yeah. guarantee you there is no such thing as zero, pure, perfect zero. And that you see, we've seen that now in... The One zero on the scoreboard. It's Dublin in Victoria. Yeah. So, you know, I think, you know, lockdown, early lockdown, late, I think it would have ramped right. in New South Wales. All right. Here's the time now because, Jeff, you will never escape this uh, party of ours because here's the time now for rating. Where do you rate Gladys' performance so far? Out of 10. This is the time. Well, at the very beginning... I would have given her an eight or a nine. What? And what's actually Wait first? for the back. You can dip on that. You can see it. What? Wait, wait, wait. The Jeff has to give us the, the number. You but can I scream think, out. I think it's come down a little bit. I think it's come down a little bit. I think she's made some mistakes. And I think, you know, the wow. messaging that she's giving out and, you know, hate to say this, but Cam's probably right, giving people one hour extra or whatever. Yeah, that, that is... Think, well, <laughs> You know, Listen, so, telling the prisoners they can have now unlimited time in their, their little courtyard. I mean, seriously, man, that's not going to help. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> so, well, so, it's now at Park Lee. <laughs> I, suppose I suppose Southwestern people must feel like people at Park Lee. So what's what's her score, mate? Can I, can I give her a seven and a half? Oh, oh seven and a half. We, you score her yeah, higher than Joe Biden. Well, Jared, I think I still think Joe's done a great job, really. Oh, yeah. what? So, look, you know, Obama. <laughs> Cameron's gone. Obama in 2011 said that we should be out of Afghanistan by 2014. Yeah. Trump was the one that signed the agreement with um, the Taliban. Joe he left his own translator to die. He left his own translator there to die, Jeff. Well, not today. He's hiding. He's hiding. It's hiding. Oh, okay, he's hiding. He's hiding. Oh, he's hiding. 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 He's you know, I I like that uh, I like that uh, video clip. I think it has been edited slightly. But, um, <laughs> I, 
Yeah, by, I think it's been done by some young school children who are now mastering the uh, Zoom and uh, video on their system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did see another one very similar to that. I mm. think Gladys is copying or hiding from that. But anyway, no. What does Anastasia get, Jeff? Think think positive, but we've done a great job in vaccinating. We're the highest state in Australia, and I think that's what's going to help us. And I do believe... I'm sorry, Sorry, what was that, Meg? I said we're the only state that's in full lockdown, so you would expect to be the highest state vaccinated as well. That's the only way you can go for a walk. Yeah. I'm so glad that I get to do an extra 30 push-ups a day because it's clearly working. I mean, well, Jeff, you haven't, you haven't answered Cam's question. You haven't answered Cam's question. Palache, comrade, where do you score her? Sorry, who was that? Yeah, exactly. What do you score Anastasia? Oh, oh Anastasia, God. <laughs> um, no, I think... I think Can I just set a rule before you go on? Yeah, I... I put a, I, I put a, like, a three. Whoa! Hey! Higher than me! What, why, a th- why a three? Because, why a three? Because her state scores zero COVID day in, day out. I think um, she's almost as divisive as um, Trump. Ooh. Because they're both spreading the same horrible story. Okay, so what's the whole real story? I mean, well, she's from the smart state, they the should one, know. She was the one um, that clearly said, and the same as the chief medical officer said, that um, they don't want to be giving um, people under the age of 60. Um, AstraZeneca, yeah. And the second thing is, now she got on yesterday, and she also said that she does, um, you know, we're going to allow all these 20% of the population to come and affect all the children. That's very poor f- words, and it's also quite wrong. Okay. And um, you know, and also, you know, to to other people's points, we did let all the NRL players and the cricket players come in. Um, there's been horrible stories where people can't get across the border. There was a little child that was discussed went to visit grandparents, has not been able to get back for two months. No. Because he was in. Um, New South Wales country, which was considered a um, COVID area. Mm. So, you know, you, when you hear all this, this is Queensland, this is the chief medical officer, they're making, and now if I look at, you look at COVID, it's the one disease, but we would have probably five different ways of handling it. And I think that's the silly part. And I think it's not health i think politicians are making decisions about what will open up what will close but they say that they rely on scientists to do that they take their advice but i think they make decisions based on social economic rationale not pure medical and election coming up yeah i don't think it's economic it's not socio-economic it's polls it's not nothing to do with the economy because they're all going broke popularity vote that's all it is yeah, so I think, you know, I, I, and, you know, I think that we've, there's so many small businesses that are going broke. And I think we do need to open up as much as possible, as quickly as possible. 
And I think that that's what the, the only thing that's going to help us is the um, the eighty percent. So where's the rationale, Jeff? Where's the rationale if labour labour are meant to be about the people, right? They're all for the worker. They're all for the people. Union, Kesara, Sara, all that stuff. So where's the rationale in labour sending the country broke by not opening up any borders? Well, it's the Liberal government that's making the decisions about opening up borders. No, it is not. That's state borders, mate. International. It's a federal government, yeah, that will will make the final decision anyway, yeah. Now, they don't have control over the... For, for, the moment, for the moment, they're giving them, like, that illusion of having a voice. They can overstep. They can step in any time. Why haven't they stepped in yet, then? Well, Alan, Alan Joyce even said that when he flies to London, he'll stop off at Darwin. <laughs> to fill up, you know, so he'll, he'll bypass Perth now. That's great. Uh, and I think, I think you would have seen that like 50 big businesses all sent letters to the state premier saying that you've got to open up borders. Mm. Oh. The Jeff, our Stig, thank you so much for this week. Three for Palaché, 7.5 for Gladys. We Nothing talk to you me. next week. Nothing for Cam. I love you, Jeff. I love you. I love you, Jeff. Ah, uh, God. <laughs> Amen. Oh, well, listen, mate, you can uh, criticize those two women. They still score higher than you can. And I'm, I'm very, very sorry. But our Jeff is always right. Okay? He's like he's like the, the barometer of, of, of wisdom at uh, and no sip and score, man. Mate, I was going to make you the campaign manager of Cam's United National Treasures Party, but... I want to be shot. I want to be shot. I'm already being shot. Uh, at, at the uh, One Nation Party, where I am the, uh, <laughs> the deputy leader. Yeah, well, I'm trying to poach you, except that your propaganda that you just put on didn't sway him at all. We play a three-minute video of Gladys saying she wants to shoot us in the face, and Jeff's first words are, Gladys is right in what she says. Oh, come on, man. We're in trouble in the polls, TL. We're in big, big trouble. But do you do you see do you see what what we're doing? We're having a lot of fun, but we're doing a, a bit of this uh, kind of uh, myth buster. Now, let's have a look. Gladys, somehow, so we're gonna have Megan and Chris. You're gonna have to be one side, and Cam and I. We're gonna be on the other side. Okay. Gladys, Gladys just said that uh, on in, in November the eighth, children will be going back to school. What did the announcement? So you you yeah. guys are for it. Right. Who's, who's, you, you guys are for, and we're gonna be against. Okay, all right. Let's go. Let's do it. All right, go. Be gone. Mix, mingle, celebrate schoolhood. Join with your friends and leave us alone for a little while. Come on, Ken. Give it to them, man. They're only going back to school for a month. You've let us. Turn our kids into morons over the last three months, and then you're going to give us four weeks before the they're home. Hey, hang on. <laughs> hang on. Hang on. Hang on. The teachers have done half an hour a week of Zoom teaching. They get the kids back in the classroom for a month, who admittedly have been turned into zombies because they've had no education for the last two years. And then after four weeks, the teachers again need another six week holiday. So we get them again for six weeks. Thank you so much, Gladys. Thank you for doing that for us. We're allowed an extra half an hour exercise a day and our kids get to go to school for four weeks in a year. Thank you. 
Yeah, but four, four weeks, weeks is a long time. James, what school you're at? Here's my here's my thing. All right, make Chris. These people don't even know how to make the right decision for businesses for adults. They say that uh, Delta variant is actually quite contagious with the kids. But already as of today, they've made the decision that on the 8th of November, the kids are going to go back to school and almost like be terrorists, like be carriers of bombs, if you will, going and mingling against each other and then go home with the bombs and, and bring them home to, to, to kill the, the parents and the elders. How can we make a decision today about schooling when you, we haven't even made a decision for businesses? Mm. Well, that part's yeah. crazy, but we weren't we weren't talking about the business part. Uh, I'm sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. You are the four. We are the again. So we, we, we... don't jump on our side of the fence. We don't want you. We don't want you. We are the one. <laughs> we are the future. <laughs> if, if you had a choice, though, for your kids to go to school for four weeks or not, wouldn't you pick for them to go to school? Yeah, but is it safe for them to go to school now? Because all of a sudden on November 8th, they're safe from this vile disease that's going to kill us all, but November 8th, they're cool. Cam, you say that like you don't believe it's going to kill us all? But that's why I'm on the on the against side, mate. So we're going to send our kids? How do you pick a date? All of a sudden, in two months' time, we know we are so certain of what's going to happen in two months' time, even though... The kids! Chairman, Dad, Chairman Dan said we're only going to be locked. Victoria's only going to be locked down. Quick snap lockdown to flatten the curve, and and New South Wales had to go into a snap lockdown that was only going to be short to flatten the curve with numbers going up every day. Now all of a sudden on November eighth, kids are cool. Kids are cool. You got yep. to stay in lockdown because now the kids are catching COVID. But on November eighth, they're cool. All right. You can't leave your home. You can't exercise. You can't go to work because now even kids are catching COVID. But on November eight, you're cool. We're going to burn their clothes at the front door and give them showers uh, before they come in with the garden hose. Get big brooms and scrub them down. Do some bit of pino clean. What did Donald Trump say? We'll inject them. Wash them down with a bit of mineral turps. It'll be right. Yeah, that sounds like Gladys's final solution where a lot of other people were forced to showers. No, but but what, what are we what are we teaching our kids? Hey, listen, my, uh, uh, what's his name? Victor Frankl wrote in his book *Men in Search of Meaning* that one of the reason he survived Auschwitz and uh, and the concentration camp back in the, the Second World War and his help other people do that is, is to help them find a meaning way way beyond what they're going through. If you're going through hell, but you 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 attach to that a meaning that that is way beyond that, it gives you a bigger chance. Now, the, the, he noticed that the people who are actually dying are the people who get to he listen to the radio and it says, oh, the Americans are coming at Christmas, and they don't. Now, the Americans are going to be there by, by Isa, and they don't. Now, things are happening. They realize that the kids are going crazy. So they, she, they're coming up with this stuff about the children. And then what if they just start changing stuff again with the children? Aren't they doing the non-Victor Frankl on our kids? They're using the same thing on our kids that they're using, they've used on us. When you get the 6 million doses, we'll give you a present. What was the present? Does anyone remember? It didn't affect us. We get to go to the park. We, we could do that anyway. <laughs> so it, it, 
But aren't they, aren't they using also our kids as guinea pigs by saying, you know, if we actually tell them that their kids going to go back, they, we're going to actually have keep the adults like contained. What do you say but to what they've, what they've obviously got in the background is they've got a plan. Like they, they have to have a plan, right? Yeah. Mum vaccinated so, kids back to school. So what they're doing is they're drip feeding information to us and they're saying, okay, the kids are going to be back by a certain date. In between time, they've got all this stuff happening in the background that's going to include, you know, you've got to have your jabs, your double jab to be able to, you know, literally leave your front door. You've got to have your double jab. Take it right away. Yep. So they're going to have all of that that they're trying to roll out. They're going to be putting all this technology in place to be able to make that happen because at the moment it would be an honesty policy. Like we've got a policy in place that for real estate, people have to get a permit to come up from Sydney. I don't know about you, Cam, but there's a lot of people that are getting those permits and there's a lot of people that ain't telling the truth on those permits. You're on, hey, you're on the side of sending kids to school on November 8th. I don't even know why I'm talking to you because you're on that side of the fence. Farm your farm. Come All on. Right? No. <laughs> Tell me why it's okay to send our kids back to school on November 8th when the whole reason we're locked down is because this new Delta strain says that kids can catch it. Yes. Why is it now okay? You can't tell me because there is no reason. I didn't make the rule. I'm just saying that clearly... You're supporting the rule. You are that party. Because I got told I had to. So what I'm saying is if you let me talk like you said you were going to before we got on here... That was my mum, by the way, who said Megan needs to talk. Yeah, thanks to Cam's mum. What I was trying to say was that obviously in the background, they've got like a whole lot of other shit going on that is going to have all this stuff that people are going to have to be double vaxxed and rah, 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 rah for all these other businesses to reopen. I don't know why they would project the start of September that in November schools are going to go back. I don't know why. November the 8th, not even the start of November, one day. All they're projecting is their tax returns. Your side, all you're worried about is how much income's coming in and where your funding's going next. You make me sick, you two. Make me that, sick. If they were that worried about that, why are businesses still shut? Wouldn't they Chris, open it back up to get the, the income coming in? Chris, why don't you have anything to say on this? Have you got a fence piling as uh, usual? No, I'm not a fence sitter. I just want, I want to know. I think, look, this decision's been made on, obviously, the release of lockdown from, obviously, the general public. Um, I, they're telling us end of September. I don't believe that. I don't know about you guys. I think we're going to probably be in here till I reckon mid October to late October. No, so just so you're uh, clear, the numbers are we won't be 80% vaccinated, double vaccinated till the 19th of November. But weren't they saying we need 60%, not 80%? I, uh, I think that the case has now been done. The, the rest we're going to go around. Listen, one last question before we close this. So let's close this on something positive. What about we, we guys have a startup where we're going to invest money into manufacturing a mask that will change color when someone with COVID starts to breathe in it? I'm thinking of starting a homeschooling company. I don't know shit, but we're going to be homeschooling forever. So. No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm keeping my kids away from you. You're not allowed, though. People, can't, people wouldn't be able to come. <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> Hey, so um, <laughs> they, my kids the other day tried to uh, learn, practice tennis over Zoom. It doesn't work. 
That's why you need those three new computers. Oh, you beat me to that. That's why you need the computers now. (laughs) Oh, God. Anyway, one of the big things, though, is over Zoom, I have to say, I've been mastering a lot more of Zoom. And it's it's just crazy how, how you actually can do the same thing you were doing before over Zoom. You know how you can still train people to in a group every single time and visit them and see how they're going. It's fantastic, you know. But the big thing that I, I, I think is it's it's a tool for, for leaders. And I wonder how many leaders really take the time to really study Zoom. Because I reckon Zoom is such a powerful machine. You can do everything you used to do just with Zoom. Do you think it's dangerous in a way, though, TL, where, yes, we need to be using it now and leaders who aren't are going to suffer. But do you think there's also a danger that when things return to somewhat normal, which they're not going to be normal, but somewhat normal where we can actually meet face to face, the lazy among us just go, oh, we'll just zoom it instead of doing personal. Do you think that'll happen? Now, can I jump in there? I think people are going to so badly crave being physically around each other. That Body time, Megzy. <laughs> No, but on a work level, like even any any social interaction, people are going to literally like just want it. No, I'm talking about leaders though. So lazy lazy bosses before COVID, lazy bosses after COVID. Hang on, here's a way. Here's a way I can do it with even less effort. Thank you, COVID, for teaching me that. Is there a danger that some people stick with that rather than go back to face to face? No, there always will be, mate. There will be some people, but. Not everyone, not the smart well, In some ways it will create more efficiency. So there's some things that, yeah, Zoom probably could replace even when we do go back to normal, but there's so much that it shouldn't because we're, we're humans, we're meant to be around each other. We're meant to vibe off that person to person kind of, being. yeah. I, I think Zoom's gonna stay. Uh, if anything, I think Zoom's gonna get stronger and stronger. Um, because I don't think that this is our last lockdown. I think there's going to be uh, a few other stuff. Uh, the way that we have been uh, conditioned right now, it's only the beginning of this conditioning. And if there's one thing that I will have to say that my children um, would have learned very, very wrongly in this generation, is that it is okay to obey the government blindly and lock yourself down in some kind of prison. You don't really need to go to a Long Bay jail anymore. You can actually be in prison in your own home anytime that they push a button. And this is what I'm scared of is, is that in the future, at the press of a button, any idiot who scores a 7.5 or 3, which is way, way higher than minus whatever it is, but the Jeff didn't want to give us, that the whole lot of us would just obey and stay home. I, I think that that's the scared thing about where life is heading. That's been the problem the whole time and then it, it gets scarier because I think most of us here condemned the people who tried to protest the first time, right? So we're saying this, we're saying that we're, we shouldn't be following the government blindly, we shouldn't be following the only people who aren't taking a pay cut in all of this blindly, but then we're also dobbing on each other for standing up for our own rights. Whether you're sceptical that people are actually standing up for their own rights or not, I'm sure that crowd may have had a restaurant owner who had been pushed to the brink and may have had a gym owner who had been pushed to the brink. Mm-hmm. And it's it's until the majority speak up. And I think that's why Gladys has changed the messaging, which is what I said before, because <laughs> people are starting to talk. <laughs> right? 
unfortunately that thing in Queensland hasn't heard enough people starting to talk or she doesn't care because she hasn't changed her messaging at all. But the biggest fear for our lives and as we are as humans is what Thomas just said, that our kids think we just have to follow stuff blindly and not question. And that, that once that happens, that's the end of us all. There's already the C21.2 strain that's hit Europe and a bunch of countries, including New Zealand. Yeah, from South Africa. And they're already showing that the vaccines that we've been forced to take now so we can exercise for one hour a day aren't effective against it. Yeah, but come on, mate. Can stop about force to take. I've been forced oh, to... Oh, you weren't forced to take it? You weren't forced? I've been forced to take the tuberculosis vaccine. I've been to- forced to take the tetanus vaccine, mate. You I've know? never been told before that I can't have a beer unless I'm vaccinated, mate. Never before. Oh, no, what I've you- been told that I can't have a beer. It's about your freedom being taken away. But you know how... How many vaccine that's been pumped into you already, man? Yeah, yeah, no, I get it, but I had a choice. Nobody asked me whether I, I agree to the tetanus. Nobody asked me had a choice. Things such as, you know, the uh, tuberculosis and all that stuff. Wait, nobody's asked me all that stuff. It's disgusting. No, what we are discussing, what we are dis- di- discussing right now is the lack of freedom. And that's what people are angry about. And I think where, where the, the, the discussion has been mixed, and this is why... No one really can come can come up with anything. It's because we're discussing freedom versus vaccine. The day that someone really will sit down and say, "Hold on, these are two different things." Are we talking about freedom? And today's world, we all want freedom. Social media has blown it up. Everyone wants to be free. They want to be their own free self on social media, but they commit suicide because they got less likes now than before. I mean, that that's a crazy bit. But the day that someone will sit down and make a real talk about there's freedom and there's vaccine that you've been ingesting all your life. Now let's talk. Yeah, you, you want your freedom that bad that you're trying to argue with someone who's completely agrees with you and is only fighting for freedom, mate. No, but this, this, this is why... Never be. I said I've never been... This is why we are myth busters. I said I've never been told before that I can't have a beer unless I'm vaccinated. Not once, but now I've been told I can't go and have a beer unless I'm vaccinated. That's freedom, brother. That's Mel Gibson. That's Braveheart. Great movie. I just got someone on our Facebook who said, Amanda actually said, anyone who will give up a little liberty for a little security, we deserve neither both or we lose both. Apparently, there's a cafe where... What is it? One cafe received death threats for supporting another cafe rights to protest. Yeah, that's in Long Jetty. I know what she's talking about. That's a, I'll call it out. That's a glass onion in Long Jetty who's now been um, polarised and bashed into submission because they supported someone who turned up for the very first protest that we went to. And, I, you know, I was at an appointment last week where the, the people at the house were glorifying that fact. They'll never serve another coffee ever again because they dared to support someone who was standing up for their freedom. And that's what we're going to come. Let's close on something that someone just brought up. If you don't want to catch COVID, make sure you do this. It's a remedy that comes from a long, 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 long time ago before we invented electricity and and gas bottles. (laughs) Have cold showers, cold showers twice a day. Every time you have cold showers, you'll see, you will see the splashing. The COVID falling off your body. So here is my... Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan has cold showers, brother. 
I, I can I can tell you right now, mate. He's not. COVID he pushing off and the enjoyment of a washout too. He, he's a liar. And Joe can come and show me that he's doing it, right? Then I'll believe it. Okay. So Joe can come and do it, and I'll walk around naked around my property naked for quite a while. All right. Joe Rogan is a liar. He does not have cold showers. Otherwise, he would not have had COVID. Okay. Uh, well, I'd rather a warm shower and take my chances that I'm not one of the three people out of a thousand who may die with COVID, not because of it. Thank you so much for today. Talk soon. Thanks, guys. You are unrated, unranked. Bad Palaché just beat you today. Talk soon. <laughs>